across the world, real estate agents are underachieving. They're missing out on millions of dollars in commissions. My name is Pat Hyben, and in the past 27 years, I've sold over 6,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in real estate volume. My plan is to interview agents from across the world and help all agents create their destiny. You guys know that I'm I'm pretty experienced in this business. Been at this game. Had my I had my license in Maryland for 28 years full time now. I still have a big team that's run by somebody else, Mike Sloan, my partner, but I'm an, intricately involved with him on an email basis if if not more. Uh, regularly so i know what's going on plus i had over 400 guests on the show including the ones that haven't been released yet and i see where the pain points are in real estate today and i think there's a huge pain point in listings right i think that because the mls is public now people are having to spend more and more time and more and more money and effort to get buyers and they're getting farther and farther away from listings and I'm a big believer that listings are the name of the game, that buyers are a byproduct of listings, and that you will get much more solid buyers from sign calls than you will from buying them from some of these sites or from anywhere else, and that you will get uh, much more commissions and a much higher profit by being a listing agent. And I think what keeps people from being listing agents is they're afraid of the listing appointment. And the reason they're afraid, because there's a lot of really heavy rejection. I mean, I can remember times in my career where I really, really, really thought that I had a listing or I really, really wanted a listing and uh, they chose someone else. And there's a plethora of reasons why they may have chose someone else. But I just remember it, it, it hurting. It just getting kicked right in the gut. It keep me awake at night. Like, what did I say wrong? I swore I had rapport with the family. I swore that was in the bag. I should have closed harder. I should have zigged when they zagged. I should have said a different price. I should have said a different commission. I should have said, you know, whatever. A different marketing plan. I forgot to mention this. I forgot to mention that. You know, sometimes I made my listing appointments too short. Because I didn't know that they were interviewing multiple agents. And so anyways, that caused me, knowing that that's the number one pain point in the industry, to create the Certified Listing Agent Program. And this thing has taken a long time. I interviewed eight of the top real estate agents in America about their listing appointment. What they say, what they do, how they do it. And then we role played it on screen, on camera. And then in addition to that, they gave me their pre-list books. They gave me their CMAs. They gave me their net sheets. They gave me everything. And I put it all together. We edited it in the bite-sized chunks. And uh, we created a product out of it. And so basically what you're getting is about 10 hours of video on listing appointments. And you could uh, they're segmented by agent. So if you like an agent, you can watch them over and over again. If you dislike one of the ones of the eight, then you don't have to watch them again. You can print out everything immediately. Some people are buying it just to print out all the stuff that's free with it, the, the 28 downloads that's included in it. But it and, and it's in 10-minute in increments. So it uh, so you, you, you watch 5 to 12 minutes of video, and then you take a small quiz. 
and then you watch another five to 12 minutes and you take a small quiz. So it's bite size. So you can get through it. Go on the appointment. Take a little bit more. Go on the appointment. Take a little bit more. Go eat lunch. Take a little bit more or, or spread it out over a year. You know, we've had a lot of people already sign up. We've had 10 graduates so far. I'm, I can see where the progress is. I have a lot of people over 50% done. And in my mind, because I'm ADD, it, it sure as heck beats being in a stuffy classroom listening to a lecture. Because here you're getting real people saying real meat and potatoes, and it's in bite-sized chunks. And you're forced to take a quiz and get an 80% pass rate on it to keep you alert. And it's just a lot better way, in my opinion, to learn so if you want to learn more about it, go to hybendigital.com backslash discount and get the discount that we're offering now. That's hybendigital backslash discount. You'll get my personal podcast discount by going there and take a look, you know, see what you think. It comes with my personal guarantee, 100% guaranteed money back guarantee. Look, if you take it and you think it, it it stinks, I'll give you your money back. You can go on Google and Google my name, and I'm personally guaranteed this. I'm very, very easy to find, right? Just send me an email. I promise you I'll, I'll give you your money back. But that's how confident I'm better. I mean, it took us a long time to do this and a lot of money, and, and it is solid. I mean, it, this is not a cheap waste of somebody's time. You take this course, you're going to beat the competition. You take this course, you're going to feel so much better going in on the listing point. You're going to have a Superman cape on or a Super Wonder Woman cape on if you take this 10 hours. It may take you 15 hours with the test or whatever. If you put the time in, uh, it will be worth it. Anyways, check it out. Hybendigital.com backslash discount to get your discount on it. Okay, Rockstar Nation, boy, we have a great guest today, and she is extremely controversial. She's making a lot of waves out there. There are some referral experts that are burned up about what she has to say because she in herself is a referral expert, but she has very contrarian views about referrals and what real estate agents are doing way, 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 way wrong about getting referrals and why it's backfiring on them. So without further ado, I have Stacy Brown Randall on the phone. Stacy, thanks for joining Pat Hyben interviews, real estate rock stars. Thank you so much for having me. So, Hey Stacy, why don't you give us a rundown, give us your bio, that sort of thing. So we can get to know you better. Sure, absolutely. So I have what I refer to as a portfolio career. If you look back at my resume, so to speak, and you were to see all the different things I would do, you would say that I did a lot of moving left and right all throughout my career, but it all has uniquely positioned me for the work that I do now. Um, I have a background, of course, in sales and marketing. also have a background in HR. I was a realtor in a former life as well. And now what I do and my focus is, is on actually helping uh, small business owners, solopreneurs, folks like realtors, financial advisors, and others help them really accelerate their business growth and doing that through coaching and some online programs but focused on that referral marketing and focused on creating sticky clients because that's the easiest way to make more time in your business. Wow well I love that you were a former realtor and that's why I got you on the show basically because I wanted to hear what you had to say and I I had heard many good things about you. So you have a saying that you like to say and that is everything you've heard about referrals and I'll 
paraphrase is. here, every, <laughs> yes. from the other guys, is wrong. So what? tell me about that. So here's the thing, right? We have, when you look at the research that is out there or the articles or, the, let's be honest, the podcast and the information, the books, the experts that are out there and they talk about referrals, all of their advice boils down to a few points. And it boils down to, first, you should always be asking. Second, um, that you should always find opportunities to ask in what most people would consider inappropriate times, which is why people don't do it. Um, And third, that the referrals are about you. And obviously, I think the one thing all the experts and I have in common is that we believe that referrals come from no, you got to know you, like you, and trust you to decide to do business with you. Right. That's a cliche, by the way. It totally is. It's been around since like what, the seventies or eighties is in every sales training out there that's possible. Right. And I believe it. And I believe that no one's going to do business with someone, right. That they don't know, like, and trust in certain situations. And it's in certain situations like what I refer to as high-touch folks, people who are in H-to-H sales, human-to-human sales, where I really do need to trust you to decide to let you sell my house or buy my house or manage my money or handle my legal issues, right? I really do need to know you, like you, and trust you to decide to do business with you. And I don't need to know you to buy shoes off of Amazon, right? But I need to know you to do what I call these high-touch types of jobs, types of positions. And so there is some things I think that folks talk about, the experts talk about when it comes to referral marketing that I think puts those relationships as a, I want to be a resource, right? As your realtor, I want to be able you to come back to me time and time again to buy and sell homes. And I want you to send me all your friends. But that respect and that relationship is always fragile, And I think some of the experts tell people what to do to get more referrals that puts that relationship in jeopardy because referrals only come from relationships. Let me stop you there. So only come from relationships. Like, I mean, I was taught two scripts and I'm going to lay them on you and you tell me if, if you know what you think, but I was taught number one script. Can I be your realtor? And number two script, Who do you know that needs to buy or sell a house in the next six months? Now, what is your opinion of that? Okay, so here's the thing. I think when you're talking about referrals, we have to separate it from sales tactics, right? So referrals are different from the typical prospecting, sales approach, networking, right? Asking for the business, right? Hey, can I be your realtor, right? That is a legitimate sales approach, But you can decrease or in some cases eliminate the need to be asking to be someone's realtor if you have business coming in through referrals. Okay. So you're not not saying, hey, asking is wrong. You're saying that you shouldn't have to ask as much as you're being told by the other experts. Is that kind of what I'm reading into that? Well, so if you separate out, kind of, if you separate out your sales strategy. Like, so I'll tell realtors, you know, how do you stay in touch with your previous clients so that you can generate referrals? And every realtor will tell me, oh, I have a newsletter, right? The majority of them will say, yeah, I got a newsletter. And I'll be like, what's that newsletter have in it? Maybe a recipe, maybe some updates on the housing market. And it probably has something that's more, it's, but it then also has information in there that's salesy. Look at all these homes I've sold. Look at all these sales, all these buyers that I've helped, right? There is a sales component to that newsletter. There's nothing wrong with that, but that is not going to generate you referrals. 
Okay, right now, so, it can help. So let's slow this down. Okay, yes. so are you saying, you said that is not going to generate you referrals. What is then? Right. So referrals come from relationships first and foremost. And here's the crux of what most people miss when we talk about generating referrals. Okay. So at the end of the day, Pat, a referral I give to you has nothing to do with you. Now, let me pause and clarify that for a minute. It has nothing to do with you, but you're an integral part of the process. When I give a referral, at the heart of why I give referrals is because there is somebody in need and I want to be their hero and help to direct them or connect them with the right person. The fact that it benefits your business, Pat, is just a bonus. Okay. So if you look at where referrals come from, in, in, in cases of like high-touch businesses, so it's, it's different if I'm talking about a retail store, right? That word of mouth, that kind of works, right? But in this kind of situation where we want someone to make the connection, we want someone to introduce you to the person who needs now to go buy a house or needs to sell their house, right? That comes because I have a relationship with you, Pat. I know you do good work. I know you'll take care of people. I've either seen it myself because I'm a client or I know you well enough to know that. And I trust you taking care of the person that I know and care about that has a need. Okay, so I get it. Okay, and I, I like it. And, and you said that if you have to ask, you're doing it wrong. So how does somebody, right, who's just starting out or maybe someone who only is getting 20 or 25% of their business as referrals, who wants to increase that, and if they take asking for referrals out of the equation, how do they just start getting said referrals? Right. So that's a great question. And that's one thing that I work with my clients on. And I call it mastering the no ask, ask. And it's not because it's a gimmick. I call it that literally because I just want my clients to remember it. Um, when you think about how to generate referrals, it's more about planting seeds. So the direct ask, right? So, and we know how the situation goes. We meet someone for coffee. We're hanging out at Starbucks, right? We're talking about our businesses. And at the end, you put them on the spot and you say, so who do you know who's going to be needing to buy a house or need right. to be selling a house in the next six months? Right. Right. So the reality of it is it's, I will tell folks, it's not the worst thing you can do, right? I know people do it and I know, I don't know, three out of 10 times, two out of 10 times, it may work for you. Right? But if you've asked that person and they don't know anyone or that's not how they operate and they don't really know you, they don't trust you, they don't have a relationship with you, they start to squirm in their seat. Sure they do. Right? Nobody likes that. And you've just put no, that relationship. It, in yeah, all that, they, they squirm. And, and, you know, what's taught in the sales courses is bite your lip, you know. <laughs> bite just be quiet. After, after, yeah, exactly, after you ask that. So, so what's the alternative? So I always tell folks, if you are doing, and so here's the thing, the foundation of all referrals come from the fact that you have to do great work. You cannot be a shoddy realtor and get referrals, right? People have to want to connect people to you. You know, my first year in business as a business coach, I got over 100 referrals, 112 to be exact. And I've worked with clients to help them generate referrals. 
And the one thing we talk about is, is like, we're not going to ask, but here is what we're going to do. We're going to make sure we have the relationships with people who are the types of folks who would refer. Not everybody's built to refer no matter how awesome you are to them. We're also going to make sure that you have a killer, sticky client experience because that is what creates the wow, which creates the the desire to talk about you, the desire to make introductions, the desire to make connections happen. And then we're going to always stay top of mind. And we're going to make sure that we do that in ways that are authentic to you and all about them. I call it my three platinum principles of referrals. Anytime you do something with somebody else, because the outcome, let's be honest, is the need to generate or the want or the desire to generate referrals, right? Anytime you stay in touch with them, anytime that you are with them, it's got to be all about them. Then it has to be authentic to you. And it has to keep you top of mind, which is why when folks say, oh, just send them an email every month and that keeps me top of mind with my newsletter. Yeah, but that's not a connection point. Right, right. right. Okay, so I, I want to dig deep in, into these three elements here. we got the, you know, making sure, scouring through your people list and making sure you pick out the best runs, ones, the, the sticky experience and the, and the top of mind. Let, let, let me just start with the first one. So let's say I'm a realtor. I got, I got a list of 400 people. I've sold houses to my past or I know or I go to church with or whatever. My sphere of influence is 400. I want to look and pick out the right type of people, according to Stacey Brown Randall. What... <laughs> How do I do this exactly and who do I pick out of this? Perfect question. This is what I call identifying the who. We have to know who we believe we can get referrals from before we can actually start cultivating relationships with them to receive referrals. So the first thing you do, and I tell folks this is the easiest way to do it. Take your list of clients first, right? You can look at centers of influence next and you can look at people in your net network third. But Take your clients first and write down every client name. And if you can go back three or four years, the better. If you also have a list of everyone who has ever like introduced you or referred to you that you didn't you didn't get them as a client, write them down too. Right? Most people can't do that because they can't remember back that far, but they can they do know who their clients are. It's a three-column spreadsheet. Open up Excel, right? Put the year they became a client or the year you first, you know, they you first heard about them or they first kind of like showed up on your radar in your process of sales. Put their name down in the second column. And in the third column, put how you heard about them. Did they see your billboard? Did they find you online? Did they meet you at a networking event? Did it come from a, from a mortgage broker? Did it come from client B? Did it come from client D? Did it come from client F? Right? Write down who sent you or how that client came to find you, came to know about you. Write everything down that you can find, that you can think of for per client. Right. So you have this long list. Maybe it's a couple hundred for you. I definitely have some clients where it's not that long. I have some where it's really long. And we go through and we look at, okay, now we know the source. That third column is considered the source for every client. Eliminate every client that came through, that, that came to you, where their source was not a human. Wow. The billboard. Really? Right? Really? Yep. No, in, in, in the beginning, that's how we look at it. Okay. That doesn't I like, mean we okay, won't okay. go back, right? At least, at least it's something specific that we can do. So so, yes. so you take it through, and let's just stick with the 400 number. You, you, you cross it out. You're down, you're down to 175, okay? Mm-hmm. And you, got, uh, you took out all the people that weren't like a direct referral from a human. Now what? Right. Perfect. So now we have this list, and we have the name of the sources, 
All right. So this list gives you two things. One, the first thing is it gives you the sources that have referred you in the past. You can also tell who is what I would refer to as a gold level referral partner because they're sending you more than one, right? If you if you looked at my list of like who are my gold source my gold referral sources versus my silver versus my bronze, I don't know. I like the Olympic theme. You can label them how, whatever you want to label them as. I've been doing this for a while, but um, if you look at my golds, it's double digit referrals. And then silvers are somewhere, you know, less than 10. And then the bronze are like... So 10 or more referrals, you label gold. That's what it looks like for me. A lot of people, though, when I do this, a lot of people are like, most of my list, they've referred me one or two people. Right, right, right. Then you don't need levels. You really don't. You only need levels if there's a a discrepancy between the number of referrals received. Well, let's just say to to give some, you know, to give people a plan to work with. Let's just say bronze is is one or two. Silver is, let's just say bronze is one because there's a lot of ones, right? There's a lot of people that just give you one referral. Silver is, I would almost say in real estate, Bronze is one, silver is two to five, and and gold is six plus. Because if you get six referrals from one person in real estate, I think that's a, that's a gold medal. Agreed. Right. Absolutely. And so when you look at your the way you define them, your golds, your silvers, and your bronze, now we know who is already in a position and already in the habit of referring you. And we know who's at the top of that list and who's not. Right? So when you – and I'm – now, what I'm talking about are just the referral sources. Give me a second and I'll come back to how we treat the clients who came to you through referral because that's another way to look at generating referrals. Right. Well, you could just take that list of 175 and probably only 25 of those are, are bronze, silver, or gold, and then that becomes your list. Right. Here's the thing. You don't need hundreds. Right, you really don't need hundreds and hundreds of people that refer you. What you need are a solid base of folks that refer you multiple times. Yeah, I almost yeah. think that's what you do. You know, you just take that list, you just narrow it down to the lowest amount you can, based on you know if it's still too big and you're really getting that much referrals, and only take the golds. Right. You know, and go out to lunch with them every week, or or, or do whatever <laughs> you recommend. So. Right. I don't recommend that. Okay. What, what what do you recommend we do with the golds? Let's just take it like that. What do you recommend we, you do with the golds or the, the top 10 or the top 20 people on the list? Okay. So now we have our gold list, right? And then, of course, we know we'll do the, kind of the same thing, but at a lower level for our silvers and our bronze. Okay. So we're just going to talk about golds. Now we have that gold list. Let's just say to your point, it's, I don't know, it's 20 people, right? Does that sound okay? 20 people are on that gold list? Yeah, that's perfect. 20, okay. yeah, 20. And, th- and that's a big, I think for a lot of real estate agents listening, you're doing great if you've got 20 people that have given you five or more referrals. I mean, yeah, that, you're, you're you're already kicking butt. So I, Most people are like, in the, they have five people on their gold yeah, list. Yeah, yeah. That's probably more realistic, five people on your gold list. But go ahead. Right. So now remember, all these people... Right, We're, they may have not been a client of yours, but they referred you someone who became a client. Okay, so when we're looking at these five, ten, whatever it is for you in your golds, then we go back to our three platinum principles, which is one: anything you do from this point forward to continue to cultivate a relationship with them and to continue to build connection with them has to be all about them. Okay, and when I say so, yeah, all so about them, is 
don't send them a you know a water bottle with your logo on it. <laughs> your logo <laughs> on it is you. Okay. Okay. Right? I'm with you. I'm with you. Keep right? going. Keep going. One of my favorite things to say to my clients is your promo swag is killing your referral strategy. Oh my goodness. Right? Not your not your marketing strategy, not your not that strategy. It's just killing your referral strategy. Okay, they these are separate. And so I tell folks, make it all about them, right? The second platinum principle is, is that it's got to be authentic to you. So let me give you um, a great story that I love to tell. It's actually one of my clients that's a financial advisor, but he, we were sitting down, we were going through this process and he was like, here's the thing, Stacy. at five o'clock, I love my clients, but I want to go home and be a dad. I want to be in the front yard. I want to be playing ball with my kids. I don't want to be taking clients to a bunch of dinners and fancy. I don't want to be around a bunch of tables and taking them to fancy events. And he was like, I don't want a strategy where that's what I have to do. And I told him, I was like, then we can't do that because it's not authentic to you. You mm. won't do it and it won't work. And I don't need you taking people to dinners every night because that's weird. <laughs> right? So keep in mind when I say something that's authentic to you, right, it needs to be, you just got to feel good doing it. I happen to love to entertain my poor husband, right? I mean, tough life for him. I happen to like to entertain. So a lot of the things I do to cultivate my referral sources, you know, is I try to actually entertain them. I do a huge backyard movie party in our backyard. We get one of those inflatable movie screens. All my clients come, all my referral sources that aren't clients come, and they bring their kids. And they watch a movie, and it's usually in October, and I set up a big um, table full of, like, candy that you would get at a movie theater we have a popcorn machine that goes you know if it gets a little colder I have heaters and stuff and they come and they love it and we're not talking business right it's all about them I'm providing an event for them to come to with their children right like which like no I, know, I you know I know like Brian Buffini what he does is he always says to you know as soon as the postage stamps go up by two cents or five cents or whatever. He says, go out and buy a million of them and mail them to your gold list. You know, yes. mail, mail, mail $10 worth of them to your gold list and say, here you go. Here's a couple extra two cent stamps to get you through the hump now that these have gone up to get you through all your old stamps. So would that be something that's about them versus a water bottle with you on it? Correct. Okay. Absolutely. It's something like, so I had a realtor when I bought my first condo. It was in my early 20s. I bought my first condo and I had a realtor who every, and I know a lot of realtors do this. I think it's a great idea. And this is more of a client experience. Um, but she used to send out a note before the time changed twice a year, right? We get a letter in the mail that would say, don't forget to set your clocks ahead or back depending, right? I, I always, I always knew I never had to remember to turn my clocks forward or backwards because she was going to remind me. Okay. And I always remembered who she was. Right. Until she stopped sending that note. Mm. And when I went to buy my house with my husband, but at that time now I was a realtor myself, so, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hadn't have been. Right. Because she had stopped sending me after a couple of years, right? I had fallen off her list or whatever. Um, and I didn't ever talk to her or see her or have anything to do with her at, except for those two letters. But I did know her name. Right? I did know who she was. Make if it, people yeah, asked, yeah. who did you use? I would tell them, here's who I used, Right, right. The re when she stopped sending that, I loved this realtor. I was in my 20s. Lord knows I needed my handheld, yeah. right? And the so, key, I think, is, I mean, you could send some some marketing pieces, but they have to be an item of major utility. And I'll give you an example. We used to send out chip clips, and people loved them. They're like, oh, right. man, I love Now, we had Pat Hyman Real Estate Group on them. And what we found was that people would be like, you know, don't send me one, send me five of them. Cause my kid, you know, we usually got, unfortunately, we usually got 
four or five bags of chips in the house. You know what I mean? Right. So, so would you say that's okay, even though it's marketing? So here's why I say that's okay. Make it a part of your client experience, right? Your client experience can have your logo and stuff on it if it's utility-based, right? Yes. Right? Okay. So, and that's the same thing with this letter. This letter came out and it was, it was just part of our client experience. And it would just say, hey, don't forget to change your clocks back because then I hope everything's going well and have a picture on it. And here's what I remember about her. She was with Remax. That's all I remember about. Yeah, I love which, this lady. Which is a million Cannot. Of them. Yeah, yeah. Right. I love this lady, but for the life of me, I can't tell you her name because she stopped making me a part of her client experience. Wow. So I never got to the place where then I could become part of her referral experience. Okay, and that and that falls into number two, which is the yeah. sticky experience. Right. And that's that's the important part of that. Making sure your if your client experience is sticky, you have the best chance of making those people and, and your what, top. And what does that mean? Does that make mean that you make it seem like even after they've settled on the house, you make it seem like you're still working with them, uh, you know, on and on, right? Like it's right. You're like just a part of their life. Right. Right. You just show up. It's as not a part like of their life. over and done with. You never hear from them again. It's like, hey, this relationship never ends. Correct. You never yes. get rid of these people. Right. And because at the end of the day, right, I don't want you to forget about me. So that's why I don't want this relationship to ever end. And I'll tell you, you can do this with some clients for years and never get a referral. You know, there's some statistics out there that say there's really only like 30 to 40% of folks actually built to naturally refer and not be able to help themselves. There's those well-connected people who just naturally try to connect people and help people. Yeah, you're gold. Right. They're your golds. Right. So if we look back at those three platinum principles with our golds, right, and we have got, we're making it all about them. This is the referral experiences, which I tell folks layers on top of a client experience. All clients should get the same client experience. Maybe it's peppered in with some sales. Maybe it's peppered in with some things that are just about them. Maybe it's got chip clips with your name on it, right? That's that, that's that client experience. On top of that, I want to layer in the referral experience and I want it to be all about them. And I want it to be, you, you know, authentic to me. But the third piece is most important. And that is it's got to keep me top of mind. Wow. Yes. And that goes into number three, which is top of mind. Yes, exactly. When I say top of mind, and I'll, I'll kind of create it for you this way, because most folks ask, well, what does that mean? What that doesn't mean is don't take them to lunch every week. Nobody has time for that. What that doesn't mean is don't put me on some automated email campaign where I get 22 emails from you in a year that say, how you doing? That's stalkerish, right? And I'm not seeing them anyways, because they're ending up in my inbox. So, so what, do you, what do you do? Because, you know, there's a lot of referral gurus out there yeah. that are saying, hey, you know, lunch you know sit there go go to a restaurant at 10 in the morning and 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 have a, someone come in every hour that you're going to you know build relationships with them so what's wrong with that so actually fundamentally there's nothing wrong with going to lunch with folks right what i'm saying is that can't be the only thing you do okay right? you've got to very you've got to make this a variety of things that you do from a touch point so i'll give you an example um I, I believe that you should recognize what I call off-guard holidays. It's going to catch someone off-guard, right, when you recognize a holiday. Just so happens a lot of my coaching clients that I work with are, are parents, right? They are moms and dads running their businesses. And so I recognize Mother's Day and Father's Day. So for my top referral sources, and to be honest, a lot of mine are clients, and I would then I would put in my other referral sources that aren't clients, right? For the top ones of those, for Mother's Day, they each got a Wonder Woman water bottle, and a card on it that said, you are a hero. That's awesome. Happy Mother's Day. Yeah. My, my name was on the card 
but that was it because I needed them to know who the gift was from. The water bottle I bought online, there's no logo of mine on it. And do you know how many A of my clients walk in with it or B sent me a picture of their kid, their daughter drinking out of it saying, well, I lost my water bottle. I'm going to need another one. Post that stuff on social media, right? And the, Or then talk to me about it when they and see it. And it also probably feels like more of a gift than, uh, you know, one with Stacey Brown Randall was scratched across it. Correct. You know, you know it's like it, a it's yes. like a vintage water bottle. You know, right. yeah. it's, it's just being unique. And I tell my clients, do this a lot. I mean, I had another client. I had done this in the past. And so I tell my clients, borrow, steal my ideas. I don't care. I just think that we are, we are, as a society, as a, as a whole, in general, we are lacking good experiences. We so, are so looking give it, for them. Yeah, that's great. So give me some other, because I love giving like great, actionable content on the show. So give me a couple yes. other gifts like that, like the Wonder Woman. Give me some other brilliant ones. Okay, here's my favorite. For realtors, particularly. It's realtors and financial advisors. This is this is my favorite. Okay, so I don't know where all your listeners are, but think about their major grocery chain. At Christmas time, they typically sell, and I know at ours in Charlotte, we typically sell a $9.99 gingerbread house-making kit. Mm. Okay. okay, yep. So now they also have Hanukkah houses as they do all have Christmas houses. So depending on what type, you know, you've got Jewish clients or whatever, there's a house not a house for yes, everybody. but it's gingerbread religious. Right. Is it? Is it? I don't. I don't. I don't think great. so. I think it's right. just like. But if you look at the boxes, it literally says Hanukkah houses and gingerbread house. Whatever. Okay. Right? Okay. Cool. Whatever. So they make two types. If that works for you, um, and so here's what this is. This is take. I want all your listeners. Don't try to recreate the wheel. Just steal what I'm about to say, because it's brilliant. Well, that sounded really not humble, but you know what I mean. Um, so <laughs> what I want the card to say is, and this is you can send to anybody who's referred to you. The language will be a little bit different. And anybody potentially who bought a home from you. But let's pretend you're not sending it to someone who bought a home from you this year or you sold their home. You're sending it to your gold referral sources. And so you send this gingerbread house, right? And again, I know it's $10, but you're only sending it to five, maybe 10 people, right? And you send them a gingerbread house, and you, on the cards you write, right? It is an honor and a privilege to help the people that you know, like, then list their names, right? So it's an honor and a privilege to help the people you know, like Sally and Bobby and Susie, right? Find or sell their dream home. Depending on what they refer to you, you would change that language, right? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you're writing like, okay, so they sent you five referrals, and you're just reminding them that they sent you these people's names. Yes. That's part of the mastery. It's honor and privilege to serve people like, when you list the people they referred, find their dream home, thank you very much, I love you, whatever, here's a gingerbread house. Well, so, but you got to make the connection, right? So it's an honor and a privilege to to work with the people that you know and care about, like so-and-so and so-and-so. Thank you so much for the opportunity to work with them. I hope that you and your family enjoy building this home as much as I enjoy helping my clients find their dream homes or something to that effect. But here's the thing. Make the connection from a home to a gingerbread house and that this person's going to get to build it now with their family or their spouse or their partner or whomever. And make the connection. Don't miss a chance to tell them. And I'm going to specifically thank you for who you just referred to me or you referred to me this year. I love that. I love that. Okay. Right? Well, before we wrap this up, you got to give me another one because these, these are great. <laughs> give, me, give me one more. <laughs> thank you. So this is one I like to send out in January. 
So I used to be able to do this in a day and then my business kind of exploded and now it takes a lot longer to get these thank you, what I refer to as my end of year thank you cards, right? So, and this is something you can do. If you're not going to buy a gingerbread house for everybody, do your gingerbread house and then for your silvers and your bronze, do this. Send them a card. And basically what it says is, as I reflect back, and let's pretend it's the end of 16, right? So as I reflect back over the success I had in 2016, I realize that you're a big part of that. Thank you for referring me, Susie Joe. It is an honor and a privilege to work with those you know and care about. If I can help or if you need me, let me know. Love it. And it's, it's a card. It's a card and 49 cent stamp, right, that you're going to then mail out to them. I have found when I, when I sit down at the end of the year and I write those cards and I mail them out that I always have an uptick in referrals in January. And here's what I want to make the point. I said earlier, you have to master what's called the no ask ask. Yeah. And there's a couple points to that. But one point to that, there's, I basically call it, there's like three pieces to this. And one of them is, is you have to think by name. Never miss an opportunity wow. to think okay, by name. Okay, that's a pearl right there. So the no ask ask, part of that is thank by name. Elaborate on that. Yeah. So if you referred me someone, I don't ever want an opportunity to go by where I don't thank you for referring that person to me. Right. So I just want to thank by name. I just want to remind you. And I may do it immediately in the thank you card after I get the referral. I may do it in another thank you card with a Starbucks gift card or whatever after the house closes or it didn't close. That's okay too. Right. And then I may do it throughout the year. But right? they, I don't, like, every like, time. beyond, yeah, beyond the, they, they may have forgotten. Like I refer people and I don't even remember. So, right. so, so you just keep that tally going in front of you or near you. And just continue to thank by name and yes. remind them that they did, in fact, send you that referral because they probably forgot after a while. Right. And the easiest way to track when you receive referrals is just to put it on a referral tracker. And I will I will give you the link to that, Pat, and you can give it to your listeners for free. It's the one I use. It's the one I give out to all my clients. It's the one that's a part of my course. It's an Excel spreadsheet. Let me be honest. It's super simple. But anytime a referral comes into me, the first thing I do before I even acknowledge the referral is, well, personally, I send it to my virtual assistant and she loads it into the spreadsheet for me. But it should be the first thing you do is load it into that spreadsheet. So when I sit down at any point in the year, I just have have to look at that list and I know who referred me who and I don't care if they became a client or not don't reward right for the fact that they became a client reward for the behavior of even sending someone to you wow which is yes. either by thank you or by gift or whatever I love this I love it I love it I love it well Stacey I could see why you're such a successful coach and why you get hundreds of referrals of clients <laughs> yourself each year. So what I will do is, is first of all, thank you so much for sharing that Excel spreadsheet or, or special, let's call it spreadsheet. Uh, um, referral tracker. Referral tracker with our audience, guys. I'm going to put that on hybendigital.com backslash SBR. Let me just do that. SBR because Stacy has an E in it and she's got a, a, a <laughs> two names, two last names. It's so, long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just do SBR. Just remember SBR. Hybendigital.com backslash SBR. We'll put it on there. I'm going to put all of Stacy's information. I'll put her website. I'll put um, ways you guys can get in touch with her. Everything on hybendigital.com backslash SBR and or you could just go to the search bar and type in Stacy if you want. We've had very few Stacy, so she'll show up there. And Stacy, thanks so much for being so candid. Thanks for sharing. And uh, I hope someday I know you're in Raleigh. You know, I'm in the Carolinas a lot. And if I'm ever in Raleigh, we can get together and break some bread. 
That would be awesome. And also, the other thing I'd love to do for your for your uh, listeners is I can also um, send you the information on my guide, which is called Four Reasons You Don't Get Referrals and What to Do About It. And if it works for you, I can also put it on um, my website, and this, which is growthbyreferrals.com forward slash pat. Beautiful. Growthbyreferrals.com forward slash pat. The four reasons you are not getting referrals and what you can do about it. I love that. I love that. I love that. All right, Stacey. Well, listen, have a great day, and thanks so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. You guys know that I'm I'm pretty experienced in this business. Been at this game. Had my I had my license in Maryland for 28 years full time now. I still have a big team that's run by somebody else, Mike Sloan, my partner, but I'm an, intricately involved with him on an email basis if if not more. Uh, regularly so i know what's going on plus i had over 400 guests on the show including the ones that haven't been released yet and i see where the pain points are in real estate today and i think there's a huge pain point in listings right i think that because the mls is public now people are having to spend more and more time and more and more money and effort to get buyers and they're getting farther and farther away from listings And I'm a big believer that listings are the name of the game, that buyers are a byproduct of listings, and that you will get much more solid buyers from sign calls than you will from buying them from some of these sites or from anywhere else, and that you will get uh, much more commissions and a much higher profit by being a listing agent. And I think what keeps people from being listing agents is they're afraid of the listing appointment. And the reason they're afraid, because there's a lot of really heavy rejection. I mean, I can remember times in my career where I really, really, really thought that I had a listing or I really, really wanted a listing and uh, they chose someone else. And there's a plethora of reasons why they may have chose someone else. But I just remember it, it, it hurting. It just getting kicked right in the gut. It keep me awake at night. Like, what did I say wrong? I swore I had rapport with that family. I swore that was in the bag. I should have closed harder. I should have zigged when they zagged. I should have said a different price. I should have said a different commission. I should have said, you know, whatever. A different marketing plan. I forgot to mention this. I forgot to mention that. You know, sometimes I made my listing appointments too short. Because I didn't know that they were interviewing multiple agents. And so anyways, that caused me, knowing that that's the number one pain point in the industry, to create the Certified Listing Agent Program. And this thing has taken a long time. I interviewed eight of the top real estate agents in America about their listing appointment. What they say, what they do, how they do it. And then we role played it on screen, on camera. And then in addition to that, they gave me their pre-list books. They gave me their CMAs. They gave me their net sheets. They gave me everything. And I put it all together. We edited it in the bite-sized chunks. And uh, we created a product out of it. And so basically what you're getting is about 10 hours of video on listing appointments. And you could uh, they're segmented by agent. So if you like an agent, you can watch them over and over again. If you dislike one of the ones of the eight, then you don't have to watch them again. You can print out everything immediately. Some people are buying it just to print out all the stuff that's free with it, the 28 downloads that's included in it. 
but it and, and it's in, in ten minute increments. So it uh, so you 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 watch five to twelve minutes of video, and then you take a small quiz, and then you watch another five to twelve minutes, and you take a small quiz. So it's bite size. So you can get through it. Go on the appointment. Take a little bit more. Go on the appointment. Take a little bit more. Go eat lunch. Take a little bit more. Or or spread it out over a year. You know, we've had a lot of people already sign up. We've had ten graduates so far. I can see where the progress is. I have a lot of people over 50% done. And in my mind, because I'm ADD, it, it sure as heck beats being in a stuffy classroom listening to a lecture. Because here you're getting real people saying real meat and potatoes. And it's in bite-sized chunks. And you're forced to take a quiz and get an 80% pass rate on it to keep you alert. And it's just a lot better way, in my opinion, to learn so if you want to learn more about it, go to hybendigital.com backslash discount and get the discount that we're offering now. That's hybendigital backslash discount. You'll get my personal podcast discount by going there and take a look, you know, see what you think. It comes with my personal guarantee, 100% guaranteed money back guarantee. Look, if you take it and you think it, it it stinks, I'll give you your money back. You can go on Google and Google my name, and I'm personally guaranteed this. I'm very, very easy to find, right? Just send me an email. I promise you I'll, I'll give you your money back. But that's how confident I'm better. I mean, it took us a long time to do this and a lot of money, and, and it is solid. I mean, it, this is not a cheap waste of somebody's time. You take this course, you're going to beat the competition. You take this course, you're going to feel so much better going in on the listing point. You're going to have a Superman cape on or a Super Wonder Woman cape on if you take this 10 hours. It may take you 15 hours with the test or whatever. If you put the time in, uh, it will be worth it. Anyways, check it out. Hybendigital.com backslash discount to get your discount on it. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.